The Passing Coincidence Podcast. Have you ever said to yourself, what are the chances? Welcome to the podcast series that hears real life accounts of events that were simply against the odds. Why not share your story and join as a guest by emailing info at passingcoincidence.com. The Passing Coincidence Podcast with Greg Dukeson and guests. Now, um, obviously, as you know, I have been soliciting people to come on and tell me tales of coincidence. And you know what? Actually, it turned out one of the biggest coincidental stories and events that I'm now going to hear shared and you're going to listen to has actually been under my nose, literally under my nose for, oh, let's see, hang on a second. We must be going back to about 2014, 2015. When, Easy, yeah. I think so. Yeah. When, yeah. well, as you can hear in the background, Mike Porter has joined yeah. me to have a chat. And actually, our paths, I guess, could have crossed before because we were in the same kind of circle of, you know, radio and all of that nonsense. You yeah. still are. And I don't mean to disrespect it, but you're, you know, but you get where I'm coming from. We're I'm all hanging caught... in there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing great. No, but we were all caught up in a very kind of like career minded, want to make it, want to get to the top kind of thing, weren't we, in the radio thing. Um, obviously, we saw the light and decided to, to, to decline numerous offers of huge amounts of money. <laughs> all, right. Yeah. all right, no, it never really worked out that well for us. But um, the bottom line is, when Mike and I did cross paths. It was with Phoenix 98 FM, and I was um, helping out with a bit of sales and promotions, um, little guest spot every now and then covering for a presenter. Mike joined, and we got chatting about a mutual interest in our, of ours that unbeknown to me at the time, I was passing conversation with a man who has now become an expert and i don't say that lightly lightly rather because if i had known how well versed you were in the things that i'd alluded to that i was interested in i'd have probably waved my white flag of ignorance and just talked about the weather with you to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> well i see the thing is once you start to know anything a little bit deep about this subject yeah. and you tell certain people you can see their eyes glaze over <laughs> yes because they don't know how to apply it to their own lives they start nudging their way backwards <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and then there's big words that come out and we were funny if we were talking about this on the phone call weren't we like you yeah. know even even synchronicity it's a massive word but it's just actually a word that describes a beautiful thing series mm. of coincidences series mm. of chance things that lead you in a certain direction and i guess from listening to now Mike Mike has got a podcast and I'm not just doing this to plug it because actually it gave me the opportunity to have the conversation we'd nearly had but with me listening to him rather than just nodding along and glazing over occasionally I actually <laughs> became absorbed the podcast is called water into wine and unfortunately it's not a way of brewing your own brew from the kitchen tap i must just point that out don't get your hopes up but what you will find behind that podcast is an incredible journey that i think I mean, i'm not sure when the first episode was that you recorded but at the time when recording it took you back on a 12 years ago wasn't it yeah 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 that's right so it, it, it um a really really strange experiences starting off with the murder on my best friend Right, yes. Russell, and, and I think you said his name Russell, was. Russell, Russell Ailey, he, he died in Romford, in a hostel in Romford. And yeah. um, 
he ended up being murdered by one of the other guys that he was he was with in on the same floor as far as i know um and you can you can easily google it and it'll tell you all about it but the synchronistic events that led up to russell actually being there to start with was very very weird Mm. russell had I'd, i'd been best friends with russell years and years ago he was the um, sound engineer for Romford Hollywoods, and I was one of the DJs there on a on a Wednesday oh. and Thursday night. Who can forget Romford Hollywoods? <laughs> wow! So you guys were thick of yeah. thieves then, weren't you? Working that really? scene, yeah. He, he used to have a flat very very close to the the um, a club, so we used to come out at half past two, three o'clock in the morning, and yeah. make our yeah. way to his flat, and then we'd sit there and play cards and have a laugh and a joke until about six o'clock, and then we'd go for a breakfast down the old Greasy Spoon Cafe down the road. Yeah. And to start off with, he he started laying cards down and he said to me, Mike, come and he said, I think I'm going mad. He started laying cards down. It was, I think there was five cards, four or five cards he'd lay down. Mm. And it would either be a positive or a negative or a don't know. Okay. So he, he was asking the cards, and I swear this is true. He was asking the cards a question and then laying the cards down and the cards were telling him yes or no or not sure. Right. Were these playing cards or tarot cards? No, no normal playing cards. Okay. Normal playing yeah. cards. So he said, um, I'm asking it control questions. You're just thinking asking control questions. And it's coming up with the right answer every time. Wow. So I said, all right, go on, I'll ask the question then. So I asked the question, is my name Mike? Laid the cards down, bang, positive, yes. Okay, so we'd put those cards over to one side. He said, ask another one. I went, um, am I a DJ? Bosh, 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 bosh. Bang. Yes, a positive. So I'm going, this is getting a bit weird. But it went on and on. And every queen, every answer to every question was correct. Right. Okay. Was this based on a numeric number? Like a certain yeah. number was, yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. If he had three reds and two black, that was a not sure. Okay, if, yeah. If he had two reds and three black the other way round it was a not sure but yeah. if he had four twos or four reds that was a that was a yes okay so yeah it went and it was an obvious thing once you look at the cards and do it deal it like this you can see that oh yeah they all agree they don't agree and yeah so um i asked it loads and loads of questions over about 10 or 15 minutes and it was spot on 80 percent of the time it was spot on yeah so I then asked it a few questions that I didn't know the answer to. And a few weeks later, it the 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 answer came from what the cards actually said. The cards said yes, and the answer was yes. Right. So a future a future prediction of sorts, yeah? Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at Russell and saying, that's weird. And he's going, yeah. And it kept happening like this. Um, so he said to me, um, if I go before you, or if you go before me, you've got to come back because I, I, I want to know whether angels exist. Yeah. He said, because now we've, we've started to look into this, it's got me curiosity going. He said, so do angels exist? He said, and if I go before you or you go before me, we've got to come back and tell the other person the answer. Wow. So I said, all right, okay, that's, you know, we'll go with that. And then I just, just forgot all about it to be honest with you and then uh he went off to spain for 12 years and then he came back again and he stayed around my flat he didn't have anywhere to stay so he was staying around my flat with me and then we went to see a few places that was no good and then uh one friday he'd lined up three flats three bed sits to go and see yeah so we went to see the first one 
and it was a no-go. They wanted too much money to be laid down. He didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And while we was at the first one, the second one, sorry, the third one rang up and said, they've got something going on. They're showing someone else around. Can we swap places and make it later? Earlier, sorry. Yeah. So I said, yes, yes, we can. So I went to see the third one second, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a no-go as well. And yeah. then we went to see the second one third. Third, yeah. And that was a no-go. And as we came out, the hostel was directly opposite. So we went, let's try there. Yeah. So I went, yeah, go on in. So we went in and we walked up to the desk and Russell said that uh, he'd, he'd looking for a room somewhere to stay. So she said, yes, we, we've got a room. She picked, she put some her hands on the keys directly in front of her. She said, the cleaners just cleaned this room because yeah. someone's just moved out. You can have this room. So the keys was directly in front of her. Yeah. And they, we went, then went up and had a look and it felt, it felt really dark, the place. The really? Pit of my stomach. The, yeah. I, it felt evil. I'm going to just say it as it was. It felt evil. Yeah. It felt yeah. wrong. Yeah. And so, that's another thing because there's, there's certain energies you can pick up on. And that I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Totally, yeah. Totally. I, I got such a bad feeling. So we went up. It was the sixth floor. We turned left out the lift, and it was a few doors on the left. Opened yeah. the door. And he went, Yeah, this is okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something like 115 pounds a week or so. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. So he went downstairs and um, gave the money. And, and then um he started staying there from that night yeah which was the friday night i think okay. and then the following week on a wednesday and a thursday i was actually because i was a mobile dj at the time as well yeah. i was booked to to go and do a gig in birmingham two one-nighters for this big company wow right so that's quite a big old hall isn't it yeah it is a big and it's not you know it's, it wasn't particularly commonplace for me to get midnight work like this for a yeah. company miles away it was just an odd thing that that agent offered me yeah so we spent some time together and then come the wednesday he's he went home on the tuesday uh stayed in his flat his his flat in this in this uh hostel on the tuesday wednesday afternoon i'm leaving i'm in the van driving up the the motorway so i've called him and uh, while we were having the conversation he had a knock on the door and hang on i'm gonna have to go mike because so and so is at the door so i said all yeah. right no yeah. problem so Dropped the phone call. I'd done my gig Wednesday night. I'd done the gig again Thursday night. Friday afternoon, I got a phone call from uh, another female friend of ours and says, have you, have you heard anything from Russell? So I said, no, nothing, not, not a thing. So she said, well, I'm, I'm trying to ring him and I'm leaving messages, but nobody's calling me back. So I said, hang right. on, I'll have, I'll have a call and I'll give you a ring. I tried and it just went straight through the answer machine. Um, so I rung her back and I said, no, no, nothing. Nothing's going on. So the Saturday, I'm out and about, still thinking everything's okay. And I got a phone call from the hostel and said, have, have you seen Russell? So I said, well, no, I haven't. We were actually talking about this. I was talking about it with a, with a friend of mine yesterday. He said, because we need another week's rent. So I said, oh, okay, all right. I don't, I don't know. I said, he's a little bit flighty. Yeah, I said, yeah. so if none of us have seen him, that's a little bit disturbing for a few days. Can you have a look in his room and see if his passport's still there? If his passport's still there, I'll report him as a missing person on Monday. Yeah. Give him a couple of days. I said, but if his passport's gone, I would say he's gone back to Spain because he can't find any work. He hasn't got anywhere to live. 
Because mm. he used to do that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. The bloke rung me back a couple of hours later and said, uh, uh, hello there, I'm, I'm, I'm just calling again and we, we haven't found Russell. I said, did you look in his room? He went, yes, we, we did look in his room. So I said, okay, is his passport there? I don't know, I didn't look for the passport. <laughs> I said, well, look, mate, if you're worried about it, I'll come with you and yeah. we'll go through his room because Russell wouldn't mind me looking through his stuff. So um, a little bit later on that night, I get a knock on the door and it's Romford CID. So I've opened the door. Hello there. Are you uh, Michael? So I said, yes. Can we can we come in? I said, that that depends. What's what's all this about? They flashed all their warrants and whatever, you know, as a WPC wandering about. Yeah. Uh, we want to talk to you about Russell. I went, all right, come in. As I'm walking up the stairs, I went, go on, shock me. What's he done now? So he went, um, we've found a body. So I was, I was like, oh, my God. Um, and... They, they, because my name was down as a reference for him, yeah, for the room. Um, they didn't know, I didn't have a clue whether I was involved. They know nothing when they first walk in these police, no. and they have to start off with the center people that they know and they work outwards from there. Um, very quickly, they knew a hundred percent I had nothing to do with it. I said, I'll introduce you to the agent. He sent me up to Birmingham. I said, I've got yeah. about 250 witnesses on the Wednesday and the Thursday. Um, and on the Friday, I was driving back again. And he went, no, 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 don't worry. And I got to know these these police, really nice fellas, um, yeah. doing, doing an awful job. They're doing it well. well it's the a worst horrible. circumstance, isn't it? I mean, no one wants to be knocking on a door with that sort of news, do you, under any circumstances? No. Not, no. not in the slightest. So, so that was, I had to go and ID the body on, on the Sunday. Um yeah, that's Russell. They kept coming around and showing me pictures with everybody's faces blurred out except Russell's getting into mm. a lip. So I said, yeah, that's him. That's Russell. So this went on and it all died down. They caught one fella for doing it. Um, and the, the, the guy went away for, for murder. And uh, it was about 18 months went past. And I started getting really weird things going on. I was getting little balls of light appearing in photographs where I'd never had them before right out of the blue so i'm saying this is weird i said to a friend of mine it's got little balls of light i said i said i've looked up on the internet they're saying it's orbs something to do with the spirit world and my mate went no what are you talking about <laughs> you said, boy from romford of course it's romford. not orbs is it boy, you djs are all the same and he yeah. said it's it's um it's something to do with your camera he said there's there's um probably dust on the back of the lens or something yeah. So I said, but it's two different cameras I've been using now and getting the same effect with both of them. So he went, oh, well, all right, well let's, I've got this new camera, and I'll never forget, it was a, a, a great camera, Ricoh, the make was. Yeah. He said, £750, let's go into my front room now. I'll stand you up against the wall, and if you're that cocky now that these things are around you, we'll take photographs and prove they're not. Yeah. So I said, all right, come on in. I said, because I've, I've done this quite a lot, and I can produce them at will now. Really? Right, yeah. He said, stand up against that camera, up against that wall. So I stood up against the wall and he, I said, three flash on, three flash off. That will give it every possibility. Yeah. So he said, okay. He went, bosh, 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 three, three flash off, bum, 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 three flash on. Come on in, back to the computer, took the SD card out, put it in the computer. First, first picture come up, no orbs. He went, I told you, there won't be any orbs, Mike. Second picture come up, no orbs. He went, we're wasting our time. Third picture, there was a dozen orbs around me. Wow. And he he was visibly shocked. He just went, 
I've I've taken hundreds and hundreds of pictures with this camera. Yeah. Never ever have I captured anything like this before. He went, and it's not my front room because I do loads of pictures in there. He used to take pictures of animals on yeah. on his uh, little desk or what have you. He said, "It's not my front room. This is not the camera because it's a brand spanking new camera. This is you. Whatever's happening now is happening around it's you. Around you. Yeah. Yeah. So." I'm going. I can't believe this. This is just nonsense. And I was in a, in a in a club in Ilford a few a few weeks later. I, so I, I, do you know what you're bringing me back? It's so weird. I just got to interrupt you and say, <laughs> since this, I've been listening to Mike's podcast in my car, and I I this I all of it is incredible. But this I thought was as mind blowing, really, in many ways. Uh, go for it. Yeah, you're in this club. Well, I'm playing music in this club and there's a queue of about three women standing. They used to queue up at the side of the little stage I was on. Yeah. And the third one's giving me really strange looks. So I'm thinking, oh, here we go. She, I haven't played a record fast enough and she's now going to throw a drink over me or something. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm I'm looking not, and I'm not playing the Venger boys no matter how much she asks. <laughs> that's right. Not again. <laughs> yeah. It's the fourth time tonight. Yeah. So I'm talking to the first lady and I'm looking around me to try and find a doorman to... to get him to just nudge his way over because you can pacify situations just with the doorman being there without saying anything. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, the first one, I said, yeah, no problem. I'll play that one. Second one, there you go, write that down. She wrote it down and all of a sudden it was this woman's turn. I couldn't find a doorman. So I said, yes, love. She went, "Um, I've just been asked to come over and talk to you. I said, okay. (laughs) She went, have you got anything funny going on at the moment? So I said, no, nothing at all. She went, there's nothing weird turning up in photographs. Whoa. I went, no, no, nothing at all, love. And in in my head, I'm going, oh, my God. What's going on No, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I said, no, nothing at all. She said, are you sure? Look, look properly. So I said, all right, I will look. Uh, She went, whose is that ring you've got on? And I used to wear my dad's wedding ring on my other hand because I was still single at the time. Yeah. I said, that was my father's wedding ring. She said, you know, he's standing next to you, don't you? And she just turned round and walked away. Wow. And just left me standing there with my mouth open and goosebumps going up the back of my neck. Yeah, of course. And I'm and I'm thinking, and I look round for her, I can't find her. I don't know where she's got in this club. I don't know if she just went straight home afterwards or whatever, but I never saw or her. Or vanished into the ether, Mike. Or va- who knows? And the important thing to point out on this story is that as well, until all of this has happened, we are we are we are talking about the denying spirituality and afterlife, Mike Porter. It wasn't yeah. a thing. And now here you are with all of this. How did that feel? Your mind must have been racing. Well, I, I was, I was in a really weird, really weird position that I've never been in before. I, I can't deny what has just happened yeah. over the past six months or so. I can't deny it because I was there, I witnessed it, and I'm not a stupid person. I, I'm a very logical, yeah, very, very understanding person. I, I, I try to see everything, yeah. all, all sides of it. And I can't answer this logically. So there's only one answer left, and that is this is all happening to me, and it's real. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to go and see a medium. So I went to see a lady called Lorraine Reese. Lovely, lovely lady. And I've, I've become very good friends with this lady over the years. And um, I went in, first of all, 
sat down. I said, hello, there she goes. Uh, okay, what's your date of birth? Give a date your birth. Uh, I went in under an assumed name to start with. So okay, she could, yeah. Because I was working radio at this particular time. And I thought to myself, if she's heard my voice on air and she knows me, she can look me up from there. And so I went yeah. assumed name. And then she started saying, oh, okay, oh, 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 okay, I got your dad here. I said, okay. She said, you're changing, boy. You're not going to be the same person from there onwards. And I always get really, um, really emotional when I talk about this. Yeah. Um, she said, you, you, you're, you're going to change drastically and you're going to be a completely different person at the end of this. Oh, wow. So I said, okay. She said, I've also got your best friend here. I went, all right, okay. And I'm, and I'm going, it means, it means really nothing so far because she hasn't given me anything. Yeah. And she's saying to me, he's telling me to tell you, you really were his best friend. So I said, all right, okay. And he's been sent to get you because you've got a job to do. Wow. All right. All right. Okay. Still nothing. I still can't hang me out on anything. And she said, and, he, and he's telling me to tell you something really weird. Um, she's t he's telling me to tell you angels exist. Going right back to the conversation went, with the cards. Yeah. Right back to the cards. Unbelievable. And at that point, I went, oh, my God. And then she went, um, he's telling me how he died. She described the view from the window. Um, she described how many people were in the room correctly. Yeah. Um, and another medium has actually, without knowing anything, has given me the names of the people in the room. Um, and one person that got out and how he got out and where he went. Um, and it was all correct. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, she, she then carried on and carried on and carried on. She started crying halfway through because she said that they sh he's showing me what's being done. So I said, okay. And she described it and it was exactly the same as what the police were telling me about the case. 18 about 18 months previously dear lord um, man yeah she then, she then said uh, you're going to get a phone call and it's going to be from a guy that you and i swear this is all true you're going to be for a guy that you haven't spoken to for 20 years and he's going to offer you a part in a film and at that point i went because it's it's so much so difficult to believe i went <laughs> yeah because i'm romford's answer to brad pitt love but <laughs> 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 no seriously you're going to get offered a part in a film so i said all right okay so two weeks went by i was on a friday night i was in my van i was now trying driving to do someone's birthday party up in mm -hmm. south end and i get the phone call comes in so i look down it's a unknown number so i pull the van into a little lay-by pick the phone up hello he went hello mike it's steve so i said steve he said yeah you remember me and he relayed the information how he remembered going back 20 years this was <laughs> since i've spoken to him unbelievable so at that point um i started feeling really nervous yeah and in the back of my head you know you get the voice in the back of your head yeah the, the voice was going He's going to ask. Yeah. He's going and to that, ask. And part of you must be thinking, please don't ask because this is opening up a whole load more weirdness yes. for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've started to shake because I'm, I'm now yeah. nervous. My hands are going. Um, and my voice was going a bit. And he said, um, I'm, I'm involved with a film. And I want to know whether you come and, want to come and do a part for us. Whoa. He said, we need, we need a radio presenter. <laughs> and I went, yes, I'd love to. I'd love to, Steve. Put the phone down. I had to sit there for 10 minutes 
because I was shaking and I must have been white. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just couldn't believe what had just happened to me. So all this while, over the past year, not long after Russell's death, I started getting involved in the Da Vinci Code because it was around about that sort of time. Yeah. So I started researching and I was, this is all around the, the time with the orbs. I started going to places like the Uffizi in Florence, uh, where I was actually producing the orbs at, uh, at will. I was asking, my wife was in the shower one night and I'm taking a video and I said, I want to see one orb. And there was yeah. one orb. I said, I want to see two. And there was two turned up. And I'm, and I'm actually talking to these things uh, on, on an intellectual level. And I say, right, now I want six. And there was about five, about seven, I think there was. Turned wow. So it, it, and I'm going, I can't believe this is true. So I'm going to the Uffizi. I went to Rome. I went to Paris um, to see all the works of art that the Da Vinci Code told us that there were clues in there. And they, the, the clues are there in all the paintings. They are there. Um, but they're not the clues. I found out they weren't the clues that we were told they were. Right. So now, um, I've gone to meet the director coming forward 18 months. I've gone to meet the director of this film. And he said, as, uh, as Steve told you, his name was Bill, as Steve told you what the film's about. So I said, um, no, he, didn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't said a word to me. He went, well, it's an English Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, yeah. The Bill went, what's, what? And they were constantly playing pranks with each other. He said, yeah. what, what's, um, what's the matter? I said, I've just been researching the Da Vinci Code for about 18 months. And then Bill looked at Steve and he went, ah, you ain't getting me this time. <laughs> and he went, no, I swear to God, I haven't said a word. Yeah. So that was that was really, really weird. And then, so there's like, I mean, actually, in that part of the story there, from everything you said, from Russell's, um, you know, situation and being murdered and everything that then subsequent, it's not just a coincidence. No. It's a, a massive series of yeah. them that has actually, as that clairvoyance said, changed you and totally. made you completely different because now... There you are. I mean, how did the film go, by the way? I, I don't remember seeing it at the Odeon. Did it? Uh... Uh, no, I don't. As far as I know, it, it wasn't released. But I, I, yeah. I, I had to be on set for, for something else quite big to happen. But it, yeah. it, was, just, it was just weird. Yeah. They, they, start, they started filming it, and I found myself on a night shoot with a, with a guy called Darren, an actor called Darren. He's yeah. sadly not with us anymore. Um, and I said to him, how did you get involved in this, Darren? So he said, um, well, we said, you know, I'll come out. He came out of the of the Air Force, I, I believe he was in. Came out of the Air Force. He said, no, I had uh, nowhere to, to uh, live or anything. He said, so I've been bumming around and sleeping at a, at a few places and I'm in mate's sofa. He said, and then I got offered this job to come and do this. So I, I decided to come and do it. He said, how about you? I said, well, I said, it's a bit strange, really. I said, it was all sort of foretold by a medium. I said, it's really weird. I don't know if you believe in mediums or anything, but I'm struggling with this. I said, it all started with my mate's murder in, in Romford. So then he, he sort of paused and he went, um, where was your mate murdered? So I said, um, in the so-and-so. And I told him the name of the hostel. Yeah. And he went, what was his name, Mike? I said, it was Russell Aylett. He went, oh, my God, Mike, I was in the room next to him. <gasps> Unbelievable. I don't think I heard you say that part of it before, or if I did, I kind of 
that's unreal. He came out of the military and he stayed in this yeah. hostel. In Makes sense. A lot of ex-military do find themselves in that position. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. So I said, he went, no, no, I'm being serious now. I said, all right, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you a few things. Um, and I want you to give me the answer. So he said, okay. I mean, I've been told this by a medium. One of them came out and was going down and around, down and around. And he went, they turned the lifts off at nine o'clock at night in this place. And the only way to get out is down the spiral staircase. Right. I said, he keeps going home. And I won't mention the place. He keeps going home to there and coming back again, going home to there. And, coming. and he went, yeah, his name is, and he told me his name. Yep. He said, as far as I know, the police haven't spoken to him yet. He said, but he was going home during the week and then coming back at weekends just to keep his face about so it didn't look fishy. Whoa. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It, it really is. Everything. I mean, literally everything. And the thing that makes it even more, if you like, incredible in many ways is that this is you we're talking about, a man who went from... Like, you know, not believing at all. Exactly. Not even slightly. And, and and then to being fully ensconced now in what has led you to an even more incredible journey, because I've actually, as I said, I've been listening to your Water Into Wine podcast and you've really, I mean, God, I, you, you almost make me feel embarrassed to be doing a podcast because yours <laughs> is so well researched to the to the extent i know that you did write it all in a book and now yeah. you've kind of serialized that in a podcast i've been i i, I well I, i've been sort of binge listening i think would probably be the correct way of and and everything then that's unfolded subsequently you've been studying the origins of religion the um the religions that predate the religions that we know now that we're all taken from the, the, the pay and then, and then the symbolic yep. things which have, have also unfolded that you've noticed that although we think they're one thing they were actually symbols for something completely different yeah, way yeah. back yeah it, and it's simple things that we take for example the, the word lucifer yeah uh, everybody thinks that lucifer is the name of the devil mm. lucifer comes from the latin lasimfer which means morning star and the ancients, pagans especially, they, they called it the morning star because it was the last star to be seen in the morning, yeah. and it was the first one to be seen at night. We're talking about the planet Venus now. Yeah. Because it bookends each day, start and finish, it became a representative of Mother Nature herself, the sacred feminine. Yeah, the, the, um, the dark, the, it brings the darkness and then, it brings, yes. and then it's back in the light, yeah. Yes. So, but every time you hear the word Lucifer, oh no, it's Lucifer, the devil. And I keep going, horns, oh, devil. Yeah, Nothing yeah. Nothing yeah. to do with devil, even horns. You go back far enough, every god had horns, every single one of them. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with an evil place. And there's something about um, a formation that I think it is on Venus that can be made out. Um, you uh, Is it Venus where there's a formation? Yeah. of Venus and Mercury as well. Yeah, tell me about those, because I think that's, that, that is an amazing... I know we're going off on a tangent, but let's go well, on that tangent. This this is part... It looks really weird to start with, but when you understand sacred geometry and how everything is just a vibrational response, it makes perfect sense. Look up cymatics on YouTube. Okay. Uh, you'll see exactly what I mean without this. Um, 
the planet, I've got to get my head around this, the Earth, Venus, and the Sun over an eight-year period correspond in five times over eight years. Okay. So they're, yeah. all, they're all in alignment five times. Now, if you draw a line between these five times, it draws a pentacle. Mm. And Mercury, Mercury, the Sun, and Earth are in alignment six times. And again, that's over. I can't remember the, the amount of time that is. That Don't worry, be, yeah. That's seven years, something like that. But if you draw a line between those six times, it gives you the Star of David. So we're not actually looking at what we think we're looking at. We're actually looking at something that is far above and beyond what it's been. And the thing is, I think a lot of stories get, what's the word I'm looking for? They get storyfied, don't they? Yeah, you know, people yeah. will take out something, make it into a story. And then before you know it, the story becomes the truth rather than the truth becoming the truth. Yeah. And, then, and see, the thing is, when you're researching something like this, this is why it took me so long. I mean, I spent... Yeah. In total about 14 years on it now something like that yeah um and when you research something on the internet you put in you get you go to google for example or whatever whatever you use you put the word in or you put the string of words in and it comes up with a load of answers now a lot of people click on the first one and go there you go that's not true or there you go it yeah. is true that means nothing the first one yeah. you have to do this with the same string over a few hours and it will give you loads of different answers. Yeah. And then you do it with a slightly different phrased string of words over the next few hours, and it will give you a few more different answers. But you always know the truth, like cream, will come rising to the top. Yeah. It becomes, after you've done a lot of research on one subject, the truth is glaringly obvious. It's, it's no hiding it. Whereas no. just with one search, it's nonsense. It's just pointless yeah. doing one search. No. Well, you know, what I'm going to do with this series that I'm doing at the moment, and I, I again, I'm honoured. I know that sounds like a real weird word to say because, you know, we do have that that, that friendship and, you know, that, that, that connection. But I feel honoured that you've shared such a personal story with me and, well, you know, anybody else that is listening. And I... I yeah. I really want people to grasp that coincidence is a beautiful thing in many ways when these things happen to you, because you can be scared of it. You can be worried about it and sometimes quite rightly so to be concerned when something odd happens, but it doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to completely change as a person like Mike did, but you can embrace them, welcome them and find out, where they're going to lead you because you've been on a remarkable journey as a result of all of that oh frightening journey frightening journey terrifying yeah. just think of it some of the things that's happened yeah but the thing, I, you know, most people see these coincidences and synchronicities and they they almost fight against it yes um as, because they don't want that to happen so they'll fight you've got to relax yeah because it's going that way whether you want it to or not yeah there was there were so many hurdles there were so many synchronistic events in the lead up to russell being in that place at that night even yeah. to the fact of me being ushered away up to birmingham so i wasn't there so russell couldn't stay around mine and he, so he had to stay there the yeah. cleaning lady has just finished the room there you go there's the key the flats that swap places if they hadn't swapped places and we'd have come <laughs> out of the second one and still had one to look at he would never have pointed at the place 
No. And, and, and you know what's also beautiful about this as well is that I always like, especially when we've got that connection now with Russell, mm. that he's still very much with you in so yeah. many ways and still a part of your journey. Obviously, we could wish that we could rewind and undo what happened, obviously. But how beautiful that you both made that agreement with each other to say, come back. If whichever one of us goes first, come back and tell us whether angels exist or not. Yeah. I, I, and he I mean, did. When she, said, when she said that, it frightened the life out of me, really, to be honest with you, because it was something that I had no... I was quite controlling that back then. Um, mm. Very material. Uh, a real Jack the Lad used to love a drink and a woman. Yeah. I'm completely different now. Completely, completely different. I'm just like a different person because I understand that what you do now doesn't just reflect now it's mm. forever yeah. you can't undo what you what you do no the ripples so you yeah you, it it goes forever and there's yeah. a lot i learned a lot from from uh, egypt within egypt um they say that uh, once you've passed you go through the halls of i can't remember the name of it now oh there's certain halls where your heart is weighed against the feather of Mart, and their Mart is a, is a Mother Nature figure. Mm. And there's Anubis, uh, the gatekeeper to the afterlife. He's the one that weighs your heart. If your heart is heavier than the feather, then you're not allowed in. You have to come back and do it all again until you get it right. Wow. If your heart is lighter than the feather, in other words, you haven't got anything heavy weighing on it, you're allowed into the afterlife. Um, and that, I think, will be a good point to draw a, a line on what we've been talking about for the purposes of passing coincidence. <laughs> and I'm going to use that as a cheesy kind of link to wish everybody the lightest possible heart you can manage as you step forward. And a big thank you to Mike for joining me and sharing what was an incredible but deeply personal experience. And I know how how when people ask you to share a story like that it's never that easy but you've really done it justice and you are a wonderful storyteller yourself and i would encourage everybody to go and have a listen to water into wine and well you'll hear more about where it's led mike and the well the vast knowledge he's built up as a result so credit to you mate thank you Greg. i started off i thought myself i'll do an hour or so as a podcast it lasts seven hours up <laughs> into 15, 20 minute segments because I thought I can't get someone to listen to this. Nobody will want to listen to it. Well, I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to you in the car the other day, gave you a call to tell you that I was listening to you in the car. And then when the signal went on the phone call, there you were, boom, talking to me again. So it, it's got me hooked, mate, and I wish you well. And it's been really lovely of you to join me for this. So thank you very much. It's my pleasure, Greg. Thank you, mate. Passing coincidence, or maybe something more. When something bewilderingly good or simply mind-boggling has happened in your life, share your stories and feature as a guest by emailing info at passingcoincidence.com. Until our paths cross for the next episode, like us on Facebook, search Passing Coincidence Podcast 